Social Zoom Factor, episode 159. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are talking about your online brand reputation. And as many of you know, we have been slap dab in the middle of a series titled, You Are the Media, because we all are are the media. When you launch a blog, when you launch a website, when you are getting out on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and the list goes on, you are becoming the media through podcasting, through content marketing and writing, through video, through live streaming, and on and on. You have an opportunity every single day, all day, to be the media. And the more and more that you are becoming the media, the more that all the right things are happening, like your content being shared and your brand awareness growing and more people and businesses talking about you and referring to you and depending on you for information and content as a trusted go-to source, your brand reputation is so important because your brand is a combination of what people think, what they see, what they feel about you. We can create all the amazing content we want and go get in a room and whiteboard it and, you know, get some good designers and content marketers and digital marketers, and we can pull together the best looking brand that exists. But unless we deliver on the value proposition, it's all for nothing. So today I'm going to give you 10 specific strategies and tactics for you to protect your brand online. And some of these are simple. Some of them are not so simple and may take you some time. But regardless, these are strategies and tips that you can use starting today to make sure that you are doing the best that you possibly can to protect your brand, which is the ultimate foundation of what your company is. And remember, your brand is not just your logo or your pretty colors or the value 
value proposition statement or the tagline. Your brand is everything that you say, everything that you do, everything that you tweet, that you post, that you pin, every conversation that you have offline or online is your brand. And I have created tons of resources over the past five to six years from blog posts to us presentation decks that are out on SlideShare to podcasts and videos talking about branding for small business, medium business, corporations, and personal branding. I was even on a Google Hangout as a guest last week talking about the power of personal branding when it comes to a speaking and marketing career. So I will make sure that I include resources for lots of things that I'm referencing today will all be available on the show notes page for this episode. Simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 159. And the key thing to remember as we go into this today is that we are all humans, okay? There is no such thing as a perfect brand. And I encourage you to check out my resources on how to humanize your brand. I have a ton of content in this area. But as you are looking at protecting your brand, do not be too hard on yourself. You are going to make mistakes. And how you own those mistakes is so very important. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to embrace imperfect perfection and learn how to actively, proactively manage your brand, but knowing that your brand is made up of humans. And that's just a huge reminder that I think as digital marketers and brand and business leaders, it's unfortunately too easy for us to get stuck and caught in this hamster wheel of striving for perfection when we miss the opportunities that are right in front of us. And having spent 15 years in the world of corporate and business marketing in corporate America, I learned this the hard way over the years. So embrace the imperfect perfection. And sometimes really, really, really good is good enough. So tip number one is to make sure that you secure your trademark and that you are protecting your content via copyright. And I by no means am an attorney and I am not going to give you legal advice on this right now. I'm going to highly suggest that you hire an attorney, even if for contract hours, to make sure that you have your trademark confirmed and secured and that you are protecting that trademark. And that is something that is so important because you cannot just file a trademark. Part of filing a trademark is that you also must protect it. You are legally obligated to make sure that people are not infringing on your trademark. And when it comes to copyright, you need to make sure that you are protecting your assets that even if you were writing a blog post and you're creating podcasts and you are creating content out there, you are protecting your brand. If you let people steal from you, you may be damaging your brand. You may be particularly damaging how your brand is seen online. You may be damaging the results that you get in something as simple as an organic search, which we talked about in episode 158 of how to increase organic traffic. And so many people and brands have problems with search results because they're letting their copy, their content be copied and pasted all over the globe online. So make sure you are filing that trademark. 
you make sure that when you choose your brand name, when you choose your product name, you cannot just base your ability to use that name, that domain, whatever it may be, up on the domain being available. Just because a domain is available doesn't mean that the trademark is available. It doesn't mean that you are not infringing on somebody else's trademark. So there are many reasons why you need to make sure you are securing legal assistance and advice in this area because you want to not waste time. Why build a brand? Why build a product? Why invest in any type of marketing for a name that you are going to be unable to to have legal rights to. So I cannot stress enough how important it is. And we see so many small and even some large businesses that come to us that are attached to certain names. And the first place we go is to uspto.gov to check the trademark for that. And they'll be like, well, the domain was available. Well, it doesn't matter. You need to make sure you can legally secure that trademark. Tip number two is to secure the domain plural. So you need to secure the domains associated with your brand, with your product. And this goes the same for even personal brands. So if you take a look at our sites, I own over 300 domains. Why? Some of them, yes, are ideas and they are things that we are working on for future launches, things that we will be taking to market in the next 12 to 12 months to 36 months. Some of them are also for brand protection. So they are for specific brands that we have, specific products that we have. And, you know, if you have a brand that is your brand name or is your product name, you don't want to just grab the .com. Go grab the .net, grab the .org, grab the .us, grab the .me. You know, go grab as many of those as you can and make sure that you are protecting and stopping the ability for other people to go grab those same domains. Because I've seen even with small business, guess what happens? They start a brand, they start a business, they build a product, and they think, oh, I'm, this thing's never going to take off. I'm just going to dr- grab the .com. Well, in <laughs> a short time, they find themselves having, you know, ultimate success. And now they have a problem because they have other people copying what they're doing and trying to build a business off of the back of their brand. And then it's double trouble when they didn't secure the trademark. Okay. They didn't protect their brand. They didn't secure even a patent for something that is unique. And then they wonder why everybody's copying what they're doing. So that's why you have got to get some legal advice. And you can't just sit on a domain. There are the laws that protect protect all of us. People can't just go grab all of our domains and then launch a site, you know, that looks and smells just like ours when we have the trademark. I can go shut somebody down right away when I have a trademark for a specific brand and they're sitting and squatting on my domain. It's pretty easy to go get those back. Tip number three is make sure that you are securing your name on all of the social networks, okay? So you can go out to the social networks and grab those domains. You want to grab Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Tumblr, Medium, Periscope, Meerkat, Instagram, Pinterest, and the list goes on. Okay, make sure you are consistent when you are choosing your name and that you are grabbing those domains and you are 
owning them. And I will put some links to a couple resources that we use to secure our social networks. And I'll include that on the blog post. But one of them is Noem, K-N-O-W-E-M. And there you can search for available social networks and know which social networks are available for you to use as you are brainstorming a name for your business or your product or your service. But being consistent is really important because not only is it going to help people remember you, but it's also going to make it much easier for you to, when you start doing social listening and when you're trying to really protect that brand, you're not going to have so many different variations that you're going to have to make sure are in check. So consistency is just key and it's going to add a lot of efficiencies in everything that you're doing. Okay. Tip number four is to secure your site and keep hackers out. Are you noticing a theme here? A key word as we're being proactive is secure. You want to build that foundation and take what is yours. You want to claim your stake. So we're claiming our stake with our trademark. We're claiming our stake with our domains. We're claiming our ground with the social networks. And we need to secure your website. You need to secure your blog. And I encourage you to listen to the Google Hangout we recently did with one of our clients and partners, which is HostGator. And I've been hosting on HostGator for years. They're now a client and partner and friend of ours. And we recently did a Hangout where we talked specifically about how to make sure you are building a WordPress blog if you're using that or a website and how you can build that in the most secure way possible. We talk about a lot of ways hackers get in and things to watch out for. So I encourage you to check that out and I will make sure I put a link to it in the show notes page. But make sure that you are implementing, whether it be a firewall, that you have some type of protection because it never fails when your site goes down. It's going to be like a Saturday night. Nobody's around to fix it. So make sure that you're tapping into some third-party resources that can help you if you don't have them in-house. I know I sure don't like to have our team, and we're a small business. My team doesn't need to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week in case our site goes down. I tap into the power of HostGator, which is our hosting company. And then there's other services that I use from other companies, third party. And then if anything happens, even an attempted hack, they're making sure that it's taken care of. Make sure you're doing backups regularly. But that is huge because if your site gets hacked, particularly if it happens over and over, and then if they're installing malware or they're doing something bad from your IP, that then starts to populate other sites on the web, Google starts to get a second eye how they look at you. And then they start to, you know, that can impact how your site is ranked with Google and other things. Plus, it just may be bookmarked in other people's sites that they, in other people's browsers, they remember, oh yeah, that was the site where I saw that malware warning. I don't want to go back to that. So every impression matters. And remember, you only have six to seven brand impressions for you to make those lasting impressions before somebody is going to remember your brand. And every touch matters. You only have one chance to make that first 
second, third, fourth impression. So make sure that every brand touch is good. Another thing is to make sure that you do a search pretty often on Google and other social networks, other search engines for your brand and make sure you're looking for people that might be mimicking you and do the same for top content, top posts that are generating organic traffic to your blog, to your website. Because once you start to generate organic traffic, people will try to mimic what you are doing. And I'll tell you, I have had people steal my content literally almost word for word and even syndicate that on third-party sites like Huffington Post and Forbes and that type of thing. They have taken my content word for word and they have put it out on the web. And if it wasn't for other people telling me they found it via a search, I would have never known unless I was doing the digging for that. So sometimes when this happens and people start hacking your site or they start stealing your content, it will be other people that are depending on your content that will find this. So a lot of times people will give me a heads up and say, hey, Pam, did you know I just saw the blog post I just read from you last week on this site today. So stop the hackers in their tracks. Let the content stealers know you will not tolerate it. And that's why you have to make sure that you are protecting your trademark, protecting your brand, that you have copyright policies in place of what your policy is. And I have had tons of issues in the past with this. I had one guy who was reading my blog posts and putting them on Google, uh, YouTube behind a paywall. Okay, so he was charging for people to listen to his content and he was reading my blog post word for word. But once the last couple years, I made it known to the masses that I do not tolerate that. I have a lot less issues with people hacking and with people copying our content. Tip number five is to simply be proactive because the thing is, like I was talking about earlier with your site going down or getting hacked, when something goes wrong, it's not going to happen at on a Monday morning at 8 a.m. when everybody has arrived in the office and everybody is ready to solve a problem. No, you are going to have a problem on Saturday night at 10 p.m., Sunday morning at 11 a.m., and nobody is going to be around to fix it. So how do you solve that? You need to make sure that you are planning ahead. You need a crisis preparedness plan. You need to know what you do when your site goes down. You need to know what happens with a social media policy. What happens when something goes wrong on Facebook? What happens when something blows up with a client on Twitter on Saturday night? What happens if you are a franchise organization and you have a franchisee that just all heck on wheels and something goes wrong on Sunday at 5 p.m. You better know what that escalation process looks like. Make sure that you are proactive and implementing process and communication and a plan for who's going to be contacted when. When does that need to be escalated? How are you going to deal with it? Because how you deal with problems oftentimes is more important than the problem that became public in the first place. How brands reply when something goes wrong is as much, if not more important than the thing that went wrong in the first place. And if you look at any of the social media, you know, gone bad type of 
stories online, you will see the ones that get really rave reviews of how they replied, how they handled that problem versus the ones that just ignore it and hope it's going to go away. Don't let the problem sneak up on you. Be proactive on solving them. Don't freak out when they happen and just make sure that you have your team and processes in place that you are going to be able to manage it and it's not going to affect your brand. You are going to minimize the risk associated with brand damage even when something does go wrong by truly being proactive. And if you don't know where to start with this, get somebody third party to help you. Our agency does a ton of social media policies and training and implementation work with this type of thing. We train teams to do this kind of stuff. We train them on how to do social listening. We train them on how to implement a crisis preparedness plan. We train their teams on etiquette of social media and how to avoid that problem happening in, in the first place. So go to themarketingnutswithaz.com and we'll be happy to help you. If not, you can just do a Google search and I'm sure there are other agencies and consultants that would be happy to help you. I know we're getting deep into some great content on how to protect your brand online. I still have five more tips for you. But before we move forward, we need to hear a few words from our sponsor. So please give them a listen and I will be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash hostgator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com with a Z.com. I'm back. Okay, tip number six to make sure that you are protecting your brand online. Number six is social listening. 
This is where you need to know what is being said about you, what is being tweeted about you, what people are blogging about you. You need to make sure that you are utilizing some technical social tools to do this. You can use all sorts of free tools out there. Do a search on Google for free social listening tools and you will find a ton of blog posts that will help you with this. But one to check out is Google Alerts. You can set an alert for any Word and you can get notifications every day in your inbox for new content that is being published for that keyword. Another good tool is socialmention.com. You can do some basic search on tools. Twitter search, go to Twitter, use the Twitter advanced search. You can see what's being said about your brand. You can use tools like TweetDeck that you can use for free. You can set up keywords and it'll show you a different stream of content. Uh, Hootsuite is a great tool. And then one of our favorite tools is Sprout Social. And we use that for all of our social media management for the majority of our clients. And that has some good social listening as well as engagement. And Radian 6 is another popular tool now also owned by Salesforce. There's Sprinkler and the list goes on and on. But make sure you are keeping an eye and an ear out for what's being said about you. You need to know what's being said about your competition. Keep an eye on everybody in your industry, but don't over-focus on the competition. Don't become one of those looky-loos that every day, you know, you get addicted to this social listening and you're looking over the fence, watching what your competitors are doing, you know, 24 hours a day. That's stalking, my friends. Focus more on your business, on your customers, and don't let the social listening get out of control because I have seen a lot of brands, small and large, that implement these tools and then they'll have a whole team that's like creating all these awesome reports, but then their content is just dying, their blog is dying, their social community is dying. They have all these tools doing social listening and measurement, but they have nothing they're really implementing. So make sure you don't let that happen, but make sure you're protecting your brand by knowing what's being said. But part of protecting your brand is also being proactive and making sure you're putting the right stuff out there. So just, I, this is a warning to not get too much into social listening that you forget all the other great stuff you're supposed to be doing. Tip number seven is to engage and to simply be available. Make it known online that you are a brand that is reachable, that you are a brand that cares, that you are a brand that listens, that you are a brand that is going to respond, that you are a brand that is going to take care and truly care about your audience, care about your community, care about your customers, care about your partners, care about your competition, that you are somebody who cares. You are a brand filled with people that care about other people, okay? And the way that you show that online is you engage and you make yourself be available. You make it easy for people to contact you if there is a problem. Because normally, the reason that people will complain online is they feel that they are not listened to. So if they go into your store, let's say you have a restaurant, and they have been in there over and over and over again, and nobody in 
the local, let's say this is a franchise restaurant because I've seen this happen. So it's a franchise restaurant and you're going into this restaurant over and over. You've talked to the manager, you've talked maybe even to the owner and you can't get anything better, but you love this restaurant and you truly want it to get better. Many people will go online to complain. They'll go to Facebook, they'll go to Twitter. They'll say, hey, this branch is not doing good. Please help them out, okay? If you are in a corporate role and, and you are a franchisor, and your franchisees are having problems or your branches are having problems or your employees are having problems and you're sitting at that corporate Twitter account and you're ignoring somebody who's complaining about something, whether that be at a branch location, whether that be at a corporate location, whether you're a five-person organization, you better listen because if you ignore them online, it is the same as if you were in a brick-and-mortar business. Let's say you had a storefront and you were ignoring people that are banging on your door asking to for help or banging on your door wanting to buy from you or you know would you not answer your business phone because you don't want to talk or hear somebody's complaint what would happen if you did that right you would probably be out of business when you ignore them online when you don't engage when you're not available when you don't respond it's like putting your hand up and saying you know what i don't have time to talk or care about you right now so engage and be available. Very important. Tip number eight is to hug your haters, as Jay Bear would say, but ignore the trolls is what I say. So know the difference between a hater and a troll. You may have a hater that is a mad customer. And so make sure you are responding. Own the good, the bad, and the ugly. Own your mistakes. Say you are sorry. Communicate with them. How you reply, like I said earlier, makes all the difference. How you solve a problem, because if somebody is complaining to you publicly, you might as well let it be known publicly that you're going to solve that problem. Even if you take that offline, you say, let's talk about this. Let's figure this out offline. You know, let me call you at this number. Make sure that you're truly taking care of that offline. If somebody's complaining to you on Twitter, don't just push them to a private Twitter direct message so you can shut them up. Take them to a private Twitter direct message so you can truly solve their problem and then make sure that you have a communication plan and a social customer service plan of how you are handling those problems. Are you going to then reply to them publicly? Say, is everything okay? Because it's great if you can let people know publicly that you've also solved that problem. But know the difference between you know, haters, people that may be upset with you and trolls. And I encourage you to check out episode 37, where I talk about trolls, bullies, and fake accounts on Twitter, Facebook. So make sure you go check that episode out. It's a good episode to help you if you're dealing with some of that type of thing. Tip number nine is to simply create an amazing user, customer, audience, partner experience. However that person is connected to you, make sure that you are creating the best experience that you possibly can. Best way to do that is to make sure that you are delivering what you promise, period. Remember our value prop? Let's deliver to that value prop. Let's go up. I love to underpromise and overdeliver when it comes to our accounts and my clients. I love to set a date and beat that date. I hate setting dates that are too aggressive that we are worried we're going to to not make. I would much rather underpromise and overdeliver and make sure you are doing that in every 
thing that has to do with your brand, whether that be public or whether that be private. Because what happens behind closed doors often ends up going public. You know how that is. So somebody's eating inside your restaurant, they're inside your store buying something, they have a terrible experience. What's going to happen? They're going to go share that bad experience with the world. You want them to be able to share that great experience with the world. You want them to be able to tell their friends how wonderful your brand was. Another thing when it comes to user experience online is making sure that you are creating a good digital and social experience, that you are taking a look at your brand and that you are consistent, that it is visually compelling, that your content is relevant, that 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 experience inspires and attracts and connects the right customer, that if your customer is coming to your site via a mobile device, that it is mobile responsive, right? Check out episode 41 and 42, where I talk about how to build your mobile marketing plan. Check out episode 117, where I talk about the changes that Google has implemented with mobile get-in, with the new criteria that they have implemented around ranking sites lower on a mobile search if they are not mobile friendly. So this matters, my friends. If if you have a mobile customer that is going to your site and, and they can't view your site on their mobile device, on their tablet, on their you know iPhone or Android or iPad, whatever it may be, you are leaving them with a bad user experience and that is going to affect your brand immediately. You have about seven seconds or less to either keep that customer on your site and make a good impression or send them away to your competition forever. You may never get them back. And I love using the analogy of going fishing. And my husband and my son love to fish. My partner in business in life, Josh Arawinat, and then my son, who's 15, he's actually, he fishes competitively with the Teen Sport Fishing Association. So tons of fish talk around our house. But, you know, I love hearing their fish stories. And they'll talk about, well, this one got away. We almost got this fish, you know, where's the picture of it? Because when a fish gets away, they don't have a picture of and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you tell me that was a seven pound fish, 12 pound fish, it was probably a three pound fish. So same thing when it comes to our websites and our blogs. The customer, the huge customer that you almost got, but they left your website or your blog because you gave them such a terrible user experience because when they called your customer service, it sounded nothing like what your website said you would do or when they talked with the account manager, you know, nothing like what your value value proposition states, that's the customer that got away. That's the customer you almost got and you could have maybe had, had you given them that first user experience that was positive. All right. We want to be able to convert those customers to real customers and we want to nurture relationships with those. We don't want those to be the fish that swim away because your mobile website didn't work. Those problems need to be fixed at day one. Last but not least is tip number 10, which is build your plan and work your plan, okay? Focus on the things that you can control and you can influence because if you invest in the right areas, if you set your goals, you set your objectives, you are making sure that you have your trademarks, you have your foundation, you have secured the things that you need to secure. You are building your brand based on the right criteria, the right goals, the objectives. You're serving your audience and you are investing in your employees. You are training them how to engage online. You are investing in your executives and helping them build the best personal brands that they can build. 
anybody who is representing you online or offline, you should make sure they are living your brand. If you are in a large organization, even every employee is a representation of your brand, how they talk, how they drive, how they act, you know, how they behave in your community is a representation of your brand. And even if they're on Facebook and their pages are private, their personal profiles are private, for example, maybe their Twitter stream is private, even though that's crazy. Uh, Even if it's private on Facebook, those people that they are connected to, although you can't see those connections, you can't see those conversations, it is a representation of your brand. You know, adding my tweets are my own, and I did a podcast on this a while back, Adding the statement, my tweets are my own, in my opinion, is completely useless. And I've talked to a lot of attorneys who agree on this. If I know you work for a specific brand and I know you're associated with a brand, I don't care whether your Twitter profile says my tweets are my own or my Facebook comments are my own. I know you work for that brand. So that is going to be a brand impression that that is going to leave with me because I know you're associated with that brand. If you have 5,000 employees, that same thing is happening for all 5,000 of your employees when they are online and offline. So the best thing that you can do is be proactive, make sure you are building your plan, you're working your plan, you're focusing on the things that you can control and you can influence because you can't control your brand when it comes to social media. It is what other people are saying and thinking and feeling about you. You need to engage, you need to be part of those conversations and you need to make sure that you are proactive, ignoring it won't go away because I guarantee you there's already a conversation happening about you and your brand online. And the question is, are you going to invest time and resource to make sure you are a contributing, positive, relevant, and helpful part of that conversation? Because ignoring it isn't going to make it make it go away. Ignoring your haters is not going to help. Hugging your haters, as Jay Bear says, may help you. All right. You need to make sure you're focusing in the right areas. You're investing in personal branding. You're investing in training where you need to invest. So I know your time is so very limited. I appreciate you spending time with me today. This was a 30 plus minute podcast. I know that this is a lot of information that we covered. I will make sure that I have good show notes with resources and links to every single thing we've talked about here at the show notes page. Go to socialzonefactor.com slash 159. Have an amazing rest of your week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.